Hey, you putrid punks. It's your old pal Greg Mack the Sorcerer. Tonight's show is brought to you, as usual, by LoneStarButtons.com. Lone Star Buttons is a small business owned by one man named Adam Stimpy Jones. He will make your custom pin-on buttons a reality. All of his parts are made in the USA, and his buttons are made at a reasonable cost. Sold, rather, at a reasonable cost. They're available in multiple sizes and shapes. Adam Stimpy Jones has tons of experience, and he's easy to work with. To get in touch with that clawless wolverine, you can email him at info at LoneStarButtons.com. Or you can call that son of a gun at 281-798-1996. Tell him Greg Neck sent you, and you want to suck on his hairy tits. And after you're done, Sheba wants to take a turn. Ain't that right, Sheba? Good girl. Come to you pre-recorded live from Atomic Age Studio in beautiful Pasadena, Texas. It's the Revenge of the World podcast with your host, Gabriel Dieter. And bitchin' Brennan Birch. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Revenge of the World Podcast, episode 77. I'm your host, Gabe Dieter. Gabriel Dieter. Wow. With me today, in the <laughs> co-host chair, Brennan. Bitchin' Brennan Birch. Damn hello. it! Hello, hello. I haven't forgotten your nickname in a long time. No. Uh, also with us today is Thomason Dieter. <laughs> Damn, man. I didn't know you could <laughs> hold a note that long, man. It's a lot of wind, dude. Yeah. You're supposed to go, height. <laughs> Soy sauce. What's up, dudes? Oh, uh, man. I'm tired. What am, when are you not tired, Brennan? I don't know. I'm, I'm exhausted. Life is very exhausting lately, man. <laughs> is it just because of the news? Uh, no, it's just life in general, man. I, I think life is just starting. I'm getting to a point where I think life is starting to just in general, move too fast for me. Really? Yeah. Whoa. You're getting old. I'm getting, getting old, man. Old. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I'm, I'm just getting to where I'm starting to care a little bit less about the outside world. <laughs> oh, an old hermit. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm, right, I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm entering my, my Gran Torino years. <laughs> Jesus! Years. Before you even 30... What are you, 35 right now? 34. 34. I'll be, I'll be 35 Grand? in October. 34? Yeah, I'm 34. Jesus fucking Christ. What? I'm Grand 32, like, yeah. in February. Yeah. Damn. Grand Torino before you're 40. That's pretty fucked <laughs> up. Life is, life is not moving fast enough for me, man. Everything's fucking slowing down. It's like, man, I wish it would fucking, like, <laughs> fuck up. It's because you're jacked on coffee, Yeah, you're all jacked bro. on coffee. You're second cup already, dude. Fuck yeah. Um, so what's up, Brennan? Uh, Let, let's start with Brennan first, okay? Okay. Uh, let's see. What's up? Uh, man, bunch of stuff. Let's see. You smell, yeah, you smell different I today. was I was told I smelled vaguely weedish uh, because I... Finally, uh, Lisa came over yesterday afternoon and brought some white sage so uh-huh. we could get rid of my ghost. Okay. So I finally burned a... So you got the ghost high. Yeah, I got the ghost baked, you know. And he went to look for more sage. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I just, you know. Is I, that I just, totally true? Like you burn sage? and like, Yeah, I, I burn white sage in my house to get rid of my ghost. <laughs> oh, wow. Tom, Thomason's giving me a look right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my, my my house is haunted. And uh, let, me, let me burn this shit so y'all get the fuck out. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. It's like a it's like a cleansing. So it's like a skunk. In a weird scent. way, you're like a Ghostbuster, right? Uh, not not so much a Ghostbuster as much as a uh, a Ghost Bouncer. Ghost Bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not actually looking to stop it. I'm just trying to get them to go on. You, you know, you, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Brennan, you know, is a fucking bouncer now. Hell yeah! <laughs> this this is as close to Roadhouse as I'm ever gonna get. You know. <laughs> So if I ever have problems, I'm calling you, man. We're gonna we're gonna bounce some motherfuckers up. If White Sage will take care of them, you know, I, I'm the guy. Hey, uh, motherfucker! He White Sages all day long. <laughs> Let me go call my hippie friend. <laughs> so, so yeah, I did that, uh, and I mean, I don't know. I ha- nothing's really happened since we tried to record it. And I still haven't listened to the recording, by the way. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's been really quiet. But I just figured, you know. Go ahead and burn some. And the weird thing is, like, I've noticed, like, a difference just in the air in general, though. Uh-huh. Like, like since I burned it, like, it's, it reminded me of, uh, like, one time I went to Montana, mm-hmm. like, on a vacation. And, like, we were, like, at the base of, like, this really big glacier. And everything was just felt really clean and mm-hmm. clear and good. One time in Montana. <laughs> one time on in vacation? Montana. On vacation. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. So, like, the air in my house kind of feels like that now. It just feels better. It feels lighter. It just feels good. So... Hmm. Maybe it might just be completely psychosomatic, and I don't care. Can I think I there's uh, negative ions in uh no, I'm just kidding. I don't <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Sure. Do you know where she got the sage from? Uh, Yeah, she bought it online. It came in like a little bag. It's like white sage. You it's... can get it at the flea yeah, market. Not... Oh, I thought she went to like a Wicca store or some like mm-hmm. witch store or some shit. And I mean, like, oh, damn. <laughs> well, I mean, that, I mean, you can go to like Magic Cauldron or something like that and get it if you want. Or you could go to, I think even Puffin Stuff has it. But, you know. It's... White sage incense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, man, <laughs> you're worn off evil spirits or, or worn off ghosts. What the question? The next question is, what does it attract? Uh, I mean, as far I as know. I know, it doesn't attract anything. But yeah, it's it's uh, that was a good sip. Uh, yeah, I mean, it just cleans it's things up. Sips. Yeah, it's powerful. And yep, yeah, the the eaters have powerful lungs, man. I don't know. What yeah. To do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Right. What's up with you, Thomason? Smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> okay you're you're a uh you're a new connoisseur of the 420 aren't you mm-hmm. loving every second of it man you barely started uh what like within the year About eight months wow so you're having fun with it yeah i'm just having fun you're like the newbie yeah definitely um that's good though that's the best i time. remember yeah i remember those days of but I think the best thing for me when I do it, it's uh, I can concentrate better. Like I can focus on one thing and not multitask. I can just like my mind doesn't wander like a lot. I can just focus on this one thing. And that's it. You want to take a break right now? Hey, man. Want to. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, guys. Pausing it. Okay. All right. Psych. Just kidding. Um, I don't know. So. Lovely. <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> Um, not much. Um, this morning I woke up at fucking six o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. <laughs> and I went to the flea market. Not that early. It was like 10, but I went to, the, <laughs> that's I went, not even close. I know. I went to the <laughs> flea market after I had breakfast, yeah. uh, with Jess and we got some sun and it was great. Which flea market? 
Coles. Coles. I, I've become uh, text buddies with Ron Naday. Oh, yeah. The uh, toy dealer Where's slash Coles? guitar repairman on Telephone Road. This one in Pearland. And oh. uh, he's hooked me up with some stuff. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Shout out to Ron once again. I actually picked up a chick there. What? <laughs> <laughs> At the flea market. At the flea market. Huh. And it was one of those ladies that... It wasn't a lady. She was a girl that was like my age. She was like... She had a booth there. Uh-huh. And um, I don't know if y'all know this, but I play Yu-Gi-Oh. Really? Yeah. You do? I fucking I play Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, I have like a $120 deck. Like, <laughs> I really spent some money on this shit. Are you serious? I fuck, I'm a hardcore player. I've actually done one tournament. What? Yes, man. I, I, no I, I got obsessed. And... um. And she had this, like, Yu-Gi-Oh stand, and I was like, hey. And she was like, hey. And I was like, you know, I'm looking for this certain card. Could I have, like, a list? Uh-huh. And she was like, um, let me see if I have it. And I just started talking to her, man. Got her number. <laughs> I was like, wow. Man. <laughs> uh, so what happened after that? Nothing, really. We were just talking back and forth. You talked to her? Yeah. Did Got you... a couple of good pictures. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, interesting. <laughs> Flea market love. Um, I may be fat, but I can talk. <laughs> uh, okay, where do we go from here? I don't know. Uh, I started watching uh, that show Stranger Things uh-huh. on Netflix. I've only watched the first episode so far. Is it good? I've, it's it been is. recommended to me. It's it's like this thing was like made for me. I mean, really? I, I don't know what you guys are gonna think about it, but yeah, it's like. Kind of 80s, like, Amblin, like, Steven Spielberg movies. Yeah. Mixed with, like, Stephen King horror. I mean, it's like, if, it's like E.T. meets, like, The Thing, kind of, almost. Wow. It's just, it's interesting. It, um, I mean, this is gonna turn you off, but it seems like it could take place in the same universe as Beyond the Black Rainbow, kind of. I've never seen it. But, no, it's, it's nothing like it, but, like, Uh just, like, like, the, the design and, like, just the way it looks and the way matthew modine looks <laughs> no like, that's cool I'm, yeah i'm down with that what's beyond the black rainbow it, it's a very strange movie that i would recommend you watch at least once give it a shot is it is it as bad as skyline yeah it's it's like it's very strange it's a it's a it's, trip uh it's visual more than it has substantive content yeah it's just it's just crazy if you just want to watch something completely insane you watch beyond the black rainbow should i watch it high but oh okay. it's not that insane once you think about it. Do you have it? Does anybody have it on download? I, I, it's on Netflix still, I believe. I think I gave it away. Um, it's on Netflix? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just like, it has like, like the casting and like the, the, like the set design and like the, the clothing and all that stuff. It's just, it's impeccable. It's amazing. Like how good of a job they did. I mean, there's a couple of places where you can kind of see little holes here and there, but for the most part, it's, it's like really, really great. Hmm. I mean, I. How long are the episodes? Like uh, hour, like an hour. Yeah, I think there's thirteen. So of them. it's kind of like a Daredevil. Yeah, it's it's one of their series. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. I'm really impressed with it so far, though. I'm very excited about it. I, I just I binge watched uh, Last Kingdom and man about Vikings and about how the Vikings were trying to take over uh, England and and how England became England. It wasn't like sectionedized like this king and this king have to negotiate for whatever. Yeah, and it's like the Vikings were literally just trying to come in and just fuck everybody up and rape women and uh i forget how you say it, like pledge villages or something Pil- uh rape and pillage yeah yeah like that's what they did and they just were just trying to take over land they wanted england and um it was like the wessex uh king was trying to 
like stop it and then there's this one guy who was a viking was raised as viking and went and went on to the other side and was helping england trying to fight the vikings off and stuff hmm. it's like a really well story really well written acted and everything i was like man i watched all eight episodes in one day hmm. man i got i got addicted to that stuff man and i'm not like a binge watcher like that yeah yeah Whoa. unless it's jessica jones dude uh, i watched jessica jones and season two of daredevil and season one of Daredevil, Binge watched all of it straight. Damn. God. <laughs> That's 30 hours. Well, not like all like consecutively, like like when it came out. Like you have show. like the cartoon toothpicks in your <laughs> eye- eyelids. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Um, you know, I, I don't want to put this guy on blast, but uh, I'm not done with Ron Naday. Uh, this guy fucking... I've talked to this guy several times mm. uh, over the past year. Yeah. And uh, never, never had any. You know, I I would get tidbits of stuff how he collected muscle cars and stuff yeah. like that, like how he has a garage full of muscle cars. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this guy must you know wheel and deal, you know, to get right some good money or maybe as family money. But he's a he's a salvage guy. Uh-huh. Like I had no idea this guy did salvage. All yeah. he all he does, and I I don't want to put this guy on blast, but uh. He takes his truck, his like regular pickup truck. Yeah. And on heavy garbage days, he sets out at six in the morning mm-hmm. and just Pick goes through trash. Up. Yeah. And I mean, he has like one day he found an Eternia playset. I know, I don't know if you guys know that. Yeah. But uh, it's um, like a very rare He Man uh, playset, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's found a tennis bracelet. Uh, what else? Tennis bracelet. It's like a diamond bracelet. Um, oh. See that tells you how much I know about shit. He found a uh, a nightstand. Yeah. And when he he took it home and uh, he took the drawer out, Money. and on the back of the drawer was a three fifty seven Magnum. Oh my god! <laughs> so uh, he was telling me his cousin said just pawn it. He said, well, they they checked it first. Yeah. They they checked to make sure it was clean. They said pawn it. He he pawned it. When you put it into a pawn shop, they register it. Yeah. So now that it's registered, it's legal for him to sell. You yeah. Know? Pretty crazy. Hmm. And I mean, just the the story, the whole machine of this guy's existence yeah. started to make sense because he, you know, all, all weekend he's at this flea market, mm-hmm. you know, buying and selling toys and and guitars. Yeah. But five days a week he's stripping washing machines and yeah, getting copper he's out of an motors and shit. Man. Yeah. My uh, my cousin. Her dad did that. He went from like living in a thirty foot trailer with him and his wife and my cousin to having a house and land. But he's constantly still at work. He went from like doing salvaging like that and to eventually like they owned a warehouse and they started doing auctions. Mm. Now he's a like a full fledged like auctioneer. Like wow. So that's some that's some like everyday stuff. What yeah. part of town is that? Uh he lives in like some some fucking little town out west. Uh, east or some shit i don't fucking know mm. but uh they lived in pasadena for a long time wow and uh then they moved to manville and that's when he started getting his own auction and then after that uh he he just kind of did his own thing yeah. and <laughs> man yeah. they have a nice house you know, some of my newer cars and stuff but everything's paid for yeah. cash cash yeah you that's, really gotta like hustle like, like you're all the he, time to he, do that. he was doing yeah. that he would take like every now like you see all those uh 
like AC units on the side of the road. Yeah. He pulls those, pulls the copper out of them, everything, and he goes into the junkyard. He, he takes it there, and they sell it and whatever, and, and he takes a bunch of junk, hauls it to the junkyard full of, like, scrap metal, and he um, he would get, like, him, his wife, and his cousin or, or somebody to sit in the truck so they'd weigh the truck with everybody in it and then have them go <laughs> inside and say they need to go to the restroom so when he weighed out. Yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. What a... That's crazy. Uh, yeah, Ron was saying that he would he would buy a car for like two hundred and fifty bucks, take the battery, the tires, and sell those individually with and like the uh, alternator yeah. and stuff like that. And then he would scrap the car and make like you know his money back plus you know fifty, a hundred yeah. sometimes. And then he would sell off the the tires and the the battery separately and mm-hmm. make that money. Yeah. It's just interesting. It's like little stuff like that. Yeah, you gotta really, you have to like know what you have and what you what you can get for what you have. You know, right? That's like know the value of something. Yeah, super super interesting. I don't know how. I'd like to ride along with that guy for a couple of days. I, that would be cool. I rode along with my uncle a couple of times, and he would do the whole like wake up early in the morning and start digging in people's trashes and stuff. And it's a lot of hard work, man. Yeah, and it's a lot of like sweating. Yeah, like in hot. <laughs> but he said he he's found antique furniture Mm. um just different stuff that he restores and sells yeah because he's you know that's what what he grew up doing you know yeah that's family business apparently yeah and uh he just repairs shit Mm -hmm. and sells it you know they say a a lot of people that end up doing a job like that they have a job mowing lawns first really yeah because they see all like the fucking trash on the side of the road yeah and from the mowing lawns constantly always doing that and they're like well I could pick this up, turn around, and mm. flip it. That's crazy you say that because the guy that used to mow my yard actually did that. Yeah. He salvaged washing machines and stuff like that. Well, whenever I used to like work for the post office, like I would see that kind of stuff, and I would, I would kind of think that as well. As a matter of fact, this is really messed up, and before I say it out loud, I would never actually do this. So if this happens, it, it's, it's not me. But I figured out a way in Lamarck to steal $20,000 worth of bicycles in one day. What? Yeah. How? <laughs> okay like people would always like be training for you know the that ms-150 you know oh uh-huh. those bikes are so yeah expensive. so like all these like teams you know there would be like teams from different refineries and businesses and stuff down there like in galveston and you know texas city and all those areas and they would always ride their bikes like around uh on the feeder road of 45 and they would go down to this one turnaround that goes like underneath the bridge and then it turns around and comes back down the freeway okay here's my scam <laughs> <laughs> Clothes, clothesline are about neck level. That's exactly it. <laughs> what? See, so what you would do is like, because no, at you know, at the time of time of day that no, that people were Piano riding wire. there, nobody ever drove down there because it was like all it did was turn around and send you back at forty five. Right. So you would set up a clothesline. You have a truck, Jesus. and you have a guy with a shotgun. Oh my god! All well, you gotta do is just stay, you just stay there and you wait for the team to get clotheslined. You pull out the shotgun, you take the bikes, you load them up in the truck, and you take off back down 45. They oh never see you. God. You just disappear. That's insane. It's so easy. But I would never do this. <laughs> but I used to fantasize about it constantly when I was like working that terrible job. Oh my God. <laughs> As Anything to get out of there. Yeah, it was bad. I guess the story of postmen are, are true. Like, they always, you always have those like old, remember like in the 90s? It was like really big in the 90s when, uh, Postmen be shooting up like places and stuff and holding up places because they were just like done with life. Yeah, it's, going it's, postal. It's disgruntled yeah. veterans with the worst job imaginable. <laughs> so they only hire veterans? Well, like about half of the people that work for the post office, you know, they're usually veterans. 
because it's really easy to get. You get like an extra 10 points on the postal test for, just for being a veteran. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it makes it easier to get the job. Wow. So, yeah. So you got a bunch of crazy, like tired, you know, grumpy people that have seen some stuff <laughs> out there just running around your neighborhood all the time. I remember like, closer to the edge. Than my yeah. grandpa, he would tell me all kinds of stories because he was a veteran. Uh-huh. <sighs> I wouldn't imagine some of those people having some of the awesomest stories, man. Man, those people, awesome. those people are walking around your neighborhood with the craziest people that don't go anywhere during the day, too. Yeah. So it's just like, it's taxi driver out there all the time it's for those people. <laughs> Bet you taxi driver is an interesting job. That's, that seems like a terrible job. <laughs> There's no way I could do that. I, I, I don't even like commuting to work. Like, my back just Hey, they say Uber trashed. drivers make a lot of money. I don't know. Uber drivers make a lot of money. I mean, around Christmas, the airport, definitely. Uh, I, I was thinking about doing that at one point. <laughs> Doing it, you should do it during a weekend, during like Super Bowl, like like big events, and just like, oh, I'll just work this weekend and making all that extra cash. Man, I don't think I could do that. I, I, I could. You have, have Nate on the weekend. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> where are <laughs> you coming from? <laughs> Never know, man. Little precocious sidekick. Yeah, selling jewelry in the back. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like your he's like your candy salesman. Like he sells candy and yeah. drinks. <laughs> Or he could just be my gun man. Jesus. <laughs> hey, dog. <laughs> um, how about we go into some news? Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. That's an awesome segue. We all know what time it is. It's time for the news with Gabriel Dieter and friends. All right, so Brennan, are you going to be able to handle this news segment? Uh, maybe. I mean, we I'd... talked about uh, the other ninety nine percent on uh, Facebook and how you. Oh yeah, that 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 website, the other ninety eight percent. You couldn't is... hang in there. Yeah, I, I can't even. I, I was following it for a while because you know sometimes they would post some interesting articles, but for the most part, it's just like I don't know. It's it's fear. That's all they do. <laughs> they, they sold out to the same techniques that got other sites big pretty much yeah they, they became you know the fox news of the left mm, you know good way to put it and it's just or not even fox news like the breitbart of the net <laughs> of the left huh. just it's just yeah it's like absolute terror porn daily beast click, yeah click baby oh yeah horrible um all right well the first story <laughs> is uh, uh i i'm I, I dread talking about this okay bernie endorses hillary yeah what um I yeah. predicted that it, he would be seen as a sellout. This is like the first day yeah. it happened. Remember I texted Yeah, you? yeah, we were talking about that. I was like, oh, great. People are going to think he's a sellout. And, oh, and Lord. Then, you know, his supporters are going to, you know, dwindle slowly. Yeah. Um, everybody's going to Jill Stein out. And, what, are you, what are you thinking, Brennan? Well, from what I've seen, it's, it appears that everybody's going to Jill Stein. Yeah. Who the fuck is Jill Stein? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> She's the Green Party candidate for president. What's um, Green Party candidate? It's exactly. like the super liberal. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I guess they kind of have hippie ideals. Yeah, they're, right? they're extremely like anti-corporate and, you know, pro-environment. And... Is that a good thing? Uh, yeah. In some ways, but, you know. Yeah. I've, as you obviously can tell, I don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not going to educate you on yeah, that. Yeah, this, this isn't the place gonna to learn. Have, you're going to have to <laughs> Google it. <laughs> but yeah, uh... I have been following that, and you know everybody appears to be you know shifting to the you know the whole Green Party thing, and some go- some are going to Gary Johnson, you know, but 
Well, I don't know, man. Yeah. I think I think the majority of them are going to bite the bullet and go towards that. Yeah. I can't even say her name. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't <laughs> not know. Not Jill Stein I'm, I'm, and not Gary Johnson. I'm still, I'm very, I'm debating it hard, you know. I just, I don't know what I'm going to do. Cause well, I think, I, I think, I think everything under the president, those elections yeah. are going to go one way with Bernie supporters. And then the presidential election, I think they'll probably sit out. Yeah. Or, you know. I mean, 88% of the House is up for, you know, re-election right now. Right. That's what's, that's very, very important. Yes. So people who are like thinking they're just going to completely opt out, please do not opt out. No, don't you do know, that. Like, you still have some say-so. It, you know, and, and it's a more local representation as well. You know, it's this is your representatives, you know. Right. So you gotta you gotta make sure you participate at least in that. I mean if you want to sit out the president, that's fine, I get it. But yeah, you you gotta vote for the House and the Senate, you know. Um, let's see. What do you think Bernie's gonna do? What do you mean? I mean his his presidential race is pretty much over I mean he hasn't conceded yet, right? I don't think he's like fully conceded, but he's yeah. But he has endorsed uh, he, he's all but directly like endorsed her given up yeah it's being spun as him in, endorsing her but yeah it's it's how come he didn't endorse wait he did endorse her or he didn't well, he's formally or in it, it, it hasn't been like a formal you know i'm bowing out please vote for hillary clinton you know Ew. he's saying we need to defeat trump and why know. does he say he needs to defeat trump well because trump's a psychopath <laughs> i don't know like ugh. But, i mean he doesn't seem like he's not educated. Seems like he's pretty smart. I mean, he's fucking rich. <laughs> you know, I mean, he has companies and he's failed a lot, but I mean, yeah, money's you, not everything. Money can't buy you class. But failures are the one thing it teaches you the most, right? You would think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm I'm not a I am not a Donald Trump supporter and I'm not either. I, I just I just I don't support anything cuz I wouldn't trust anybody with anything whatever is ever um this year for the president whatever. I'm yeah. high. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do you have uh, anything about Donald Trump selecting his running mate? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Um, I didn't really. I I, I read it. Yeah. I read about the guy. Yeah. I just still not that interested. I'm mm. not interested in the Trump side of things. No. Very much. I I feel like that, that's just not even a reality at this point. But how do you feel about Hillary? Not great. <laughs> at so all. you're kind of. Kind of fucked on both ends, right? Uh, from the presidential yes. perspective, yeah, kind of. Yeah. So, but what, I mean, honestly, what what kind of power does the president really have? Well, there is a vacant Supreme Court seat right now, and the person that fills that Supreme Court seat is going to be the right hand man. They're they're the it's a, they're handpicked by the president, uh-huh. and then they have to be vetted before you know the House, and then they make the appointment based on that. Right. So it's either going to be Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump making that decision, and the person that's in the Supreme Court is going to be there for the next thirty, forty years. They don't get. You can't vote them out. You can't really throw them out. I mean, so basically, whoever makes that decision to put them in that seat, that is, person's there until they can die. Can make us or break us, right? Well, the way that the way it sits right now, yeah, because like you know, there's a certain amount of people that are liberal and a certain amount of people that are more conservative, right? And you know, you want to have a good balance there. But the problem is that there are nine seats on the Supreme Court, so you can't so ever truly, you can't ever truly be balanced one way or the other. You know, and right? I don't agree with that being a political. Choice. So I mean, if you had to pick, what would you pick? have somebody sit in that seat not the person but what type of like supporter would you want if i had to pick yeah mm, i don't know i would want somebody that's you know not biased not biased but everybody's biased you can't say that everybody's biased not if point. you're a judge dude 
You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. You but shouldn't. Everybody be. is biased about something. But in in the Supreme Court, you have to pick a hand. You have to choose from a handful of the best judges, and from that handful, you have to pick the one that represents the way you think. But what if the way I think really sucks? Then you get a sucky judge. Damn. <laughs> anyway, um, in technology news, uh, there has been a 3D printer invented in Russia that uses titanium, tungsten, and vanadium to uh, 3D print metal objects. Have you seen that? Did you see the... It was an RT report? No. But, but those that, are three incredibly hard metals. That sounds so it's like... it's going to revolutionize... That's how you get Wolverine. <laughs> that's that's how you adamantium. get... Adamantium. But isn't adamantium like... It's like vibranium. It's the same type of metal, right? In the comic books, right? Yeah, but the... the just like... We didn't mention adamantium. I did. Just, oh, you did? Yeah, I was yeah. Just, yeah, we were just talking oh, about okay. Wolverine. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah sorry. Keep up, Gabe. Uh... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, I was I was trying to talk science news, and you guys brought brought fucking comic books. Speaking of science it. news, scientists believe that uh, time travel's not no time no. We're not talking time travel. <laughs> I love time travel. <laughs> fucking stoner. Uh, titanium, tungsten, and vanadium. Mm-hmm. Three incredibly tough metals. Three D printing. It's gonna revolutionize three D printing technology. Hmm. They're gonna be able to make super hard shit. Like just. By printing it. Metal so, parts. So I can like make a super hard samurai sword? Theoretically, yes. Yeah. Yes, theoretically, yeah. That'd be cool. I'm going to go to Russia and make me a samurai sword. <laughs> or you could go to Japan. Or you could go to Kohl's Actually, yeah, you and go just to buy one for $20. <laughs> yeah, dude. I kind of I got on this documentary about how to make samurai swords. Uh-huh. And um, they say Japanese metal isn't particularly the best metal for like a stronger sword. Really? But if you want to have a sword that can like cut really well... Japanese metal is the best because it flexes. Speaking of, uh, I just showed Jess for the first time ever Shogun Assassin. <laughs> she loved it. Awesome. Have you seen that? I've seen it. You've yeah, seen yeah it? of course. Okay, I've seen cool. It. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Fucking badass movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Yeah. Um, I think right now would be a good time to plug our uh, PayPal page so we can buy Thomas on a $20. Flea market sword. Yeah, and make a video of it for YouTube. <laughs> yeah, we'll cut watermelons with it. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, get, we'll make him. We'll get him a sword, and we'll just film him and whatever he chooses to do with a sword. Go to revengeoftheworld.com <laughs> and click on the what is it? Donate. Yeah, donate button at the top, and uh, we'll make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make our dream a reality. In, in the comments, make sure you specify this is the for the Thomason sword fund yes so. also whenever you donate money uh leave your address and name so that i can send you something special for christmas Ooh. oh shit um next story okay uh <laughs> <laughs> you know let, let's go back to uh donald trump for a second uh, oh god uh yeah. guess who the keynote speaker is for the republican convention who Scott Bayo. Yes. Scott <laughs> <Bayo>. <laughs> was Willie Ames busy? Ah, <laughs> uh, good, good question. Uh, they couldn't maybe, get Bible Man. <laughs> maybe he'll be coming too. Damn, Bible Man would be fucking oh, crazy. He would, he would rule. If he swung down from the rafters <laughs> with like an AR-15 and an American flag on a on the back of an eagle. They just lowered uh, him. Uh, crucified. Crucified. <laughs> oh God. Yeah uh shit's crazy I, yeah what scott bayo man <laughs> like who who cares what chachi thinks man 
Supposedly he's a he's a big conservative, but who gives well, so a what? fuck? Yeah. So what? Lots of people are, that are idiots are big conservatives. <laughs> Got spend money. Make Isn't he a bad. car salesman now? I don't know. That seems like a thing he would do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So moving on. Uh, every time, every time I think of Scott Bayo, I don't even think of Scott Bayo. I think uh, uh, it's an actor who played a uh, Zoolander. He's like when Joni meets Chachi. Oh, yeah. Joni <laughs> loves Chachi. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ben Stiller on uh, yeah. Dodgeball. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, Dodgeball. Um, <laughs> the attack in Nice, France. Nice. Yeah. Is probably how you say it. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Eighty-four killed. Two around two hundred injured. Um, that was fucking crazy. They just like drove a truck into a crowd, pretty yes. much, right? It was Bastille Day. It's like their Fourth of yeah. July, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy just drove for like a mile and a half or something like that <sighs> through just a crowd of people. God, they couldn't get away, get out of the way fast enough. Um, fuck that shit. That's it's crazy. I so, mean, so what happened to the guy? They killed him. Yeah, the police caught up to him and shot him. Uh, apparently he had a bunch of like replica weapons in his truck with like uh inert uh grenades mm-hmm. huh so i don't know it was weird that's really i guess weird. he couldn't get a hold of a gun because it's france and then he just drove through a bunch of people in his yeah killer truck hmm. strange uh strange and unfortunate and sad and uh what what, what what i mean what what do you what is going through a person's mind when he says, "Oh, I'm just gonna drive through a fucking bunch of crowd of people today and carry phony guns"? So, I hate France, and I'm going to kill as many. But I mean, French but it's not. I, can. I mean, like it, it really has to take somebody some real fucking problems to do something like that. Even just in general, like about anything when cause something comes up like that, like you know, I don't understand why terrorists don't attack government buildings. <laughs> Or something hey man, like people that. People are listening. <laughs> well, I, I wonder. I mean, they probably lack adequate resources to pull anything off. You know? I guess terrorism is. You're supposed you know, to be attacking the citizens and in, the weakest. Fear. Yeah, the weak. Yeah, yeah. That's but true. but if you're trying to attack somebody, it doesn't take that much to to make something or to do something to terrorize a, a building. It doesn't take fucking rocket scientists. I just think it. I think it's more like it does. You have to have the balls to do it. You know what I mean? Like stepping across that line. That's a pretty fucking that's a line you just don't come back from you know yeah so true uh let's see true. uh there was an attack in baton rouge yep three police dead three police injured uh what the fuck some shithead shooting cops it was four shitheads it was four shitheads apparent no 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 it was it was one shooter that they killed and then two suspects i think are are on the run oh man so I want to know what the motivation is. I mean, I know what the motivation is, supposedly. Yeah. But What's the motivation? The Black Lives Matter thing? Yeah. Anti-police brutality. But that's not, I mean, I don't know. That's not really anything that you're going to, you're not going to achieve any positive gains by going out and shooting a bunch of people. Ever. You know? You're just going to make the situation worse. I mean, that's uh, time and time again. You know, whether it be, you know, you fighting with your neighbor Versus, you know, starting a war somewhere, you know, like, you know, carpet bombing people. It's just going to make it worse. It's just going to breed more, you know, just the same way that, you know, terrorism has spread since the, you know, the United States intervention in other places. It's, it's just does not like more violence is not the answer. It's never been the answer. Mm-hmm. You know, you ever notice like when things started changing, it wasn't because of, wasn't because of like violent things happening. It was more like because everybody became one voice they had like 10,000 people marched to whatever some part of you know city hall or whatever and came out and started 
saying, hey, we need to make this change. And the government or the city sees that there are a lot of people that are upset, but they're not, they're just protesting and they're starting to want the change, like everybody coming together. That's when you start seeing real changes from the law enforcement side or the law side of things. Where they're enforcing. Yeah, the, the people are outnumbering the government as as one voice, not as like a terrorist act or a violent act. Right. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, look at Martin Luther King, even though he had a lot of like crazy supporters, but the fact was is that one man did a lot of things for his people, you know, mm-hmm. compared to like, you know, doing something violent. Someone out there shooting cops. Right. It's not. Right. And plus, like, I see all the, I see, I see like a lot of like shootings of people getting shot by officers and getting, having bad stuff happen. But you got to realize, like, yes, the action was wrong, but it's the steps before that. You know, if you had, let's say step five was the incident of the officer shooting somebody. But what about step one, two, three, four? What, what did it take to get up to that point to where an officer had to discharge his weapon or to, to have to get, physical with somebody and somebody gets hurt really bad like you could like they don't show that part you know i think i think in some cases uh that's true but in some cases it's not where they just roll up on somebody and kill them i I mean i i can think of two instances and i'm not even really you know that mindful of this stuff it's just uh i know that's not always the case i know that cops react when they roll up on a situation rather than investigating what they can do beforehand mm-hmm. you know and i know i know what you're saying is true in a lot of the cases yeah. but i mean there there's some where they just kill people because they weren't trained correctly or well, i don't know what it is when I mean, really. i've seen it firsthand i've seen i'm not like any killing but i've seen guys that i went to the academy with that you could tell they were gonna be the first person to pull that weapon and to draw and not even think twice because they want to go home, but at the same time, they're so nervous and they don't know how to deal with the public. Like I've noticed, like some of the best officers that I personally know, they know how to speak well and they know how to communicate well, and that's ninety percent of the job. Right. Exactly. As, as as it should be a rare thing that you have to pull your weapon ever. You know. Um. I don't want to say yes, but I don't want to say no. Uh. I think I, I've seen where um uh, I've seen instances where a guy was getting combatant with an officer wasn't complying. Right. And officer drew his weapon. And he was like, motherfucker, go ahead and shoot me. He then holstered his weapon and drew his taser. And then the guy goes, all right, sir, I'll lay down. You follow the command. Because he knew that he had no problem discharging a taser or any type of yeah. other act. But yet, there are some people who are afraid. When you put that hand on that weapon and you, and it's drawn, may not be pointing at the suspect, but people will comply. And the, the object is try to get the person under, you know, try to get him detained and try to figure out what's going on and then act upon it. And a lot of people are just are scared of wanting to go to jail or scared of getting a ticket because they can't afford it. And they can't afford missing work because they went to jail. And sometimes you got to like, that has to be like, you have to show that you're serious. So even though I mean, you may draw a weapon, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to use it, you know, but a lot of, a lot of your protocols are try to use a, because the law states, uh, if you're trying to detain somebody and you need to detain him, you have to use a minimum amount of force to be able to obtain the right. detainee, right? So, and sometimes that minimum amount of force can you can justify drawing your weapon or drawing a taser or using mace, yeah, or using your baton or whatever, right? So, and I don't know, man, it's 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 a hard call because like every everything that 
every stop that you have or everything that you do is different. It's case by case. True. But at the same time, you know, I was raised with guns in my house. You know, my, my dad, I, w- I was taught how to handle a firearm when I was like five years old. Right. You know, I, I knew how to clean and handle a shotgun when I was a kid. Right. First, like the very first thing that I was ever taught by my dad was don't ever point a gun at anything unless you plan on using it. If you're, unless you're going to plan on killing that thing, you don't point your firearm at it. So I don't feel like the firearm itself should be a tool of just getting people to shut up and listen. Well, I'm not saying shut yeah. up and listen. Well, I mean, you know, of like just of, of compliance. Default, I think that's like but the But compliance. But some people are like, some people, like, okay, for instance, we had a, a female officer. That's a bully tactic. Definitely. Not necessarily. I wouldn't say that because like when there's a female officer we had that was in our class that became and graduated and became an officer at some department and a 95 pound soaking wet little Hispanic woman. She can handle herself. She pulled somebody over and the uh, the gentleman proceeded to walk towards her and she gave her command stop 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 stop. So in that instance, what do you use? You can't pull. I mean, you draw out a taser. You're next to a highway. What if he? What if you just? What if you discharge your taser and he gets hit by a car? What if you use mace and wind blows back and hits her in the face? She's screwed. She's not big enough to use uh, a baton against somebody who's three times her size. So she's not physically capable of doing the job. Well, she's physically capable of doing the job, but well, no, she is. When you just when, you, but it's but it's not it's not what I'm saying is not ninety percent of the job is command is physical command, right. right? But when you want to serve and protect your 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 city or your county or whatever state that's that's your business yeah and you're taking and on a huge responsibility huge responsibility but do you think it's justifying for her to just to be able to draw her weapon and to get a little bit more of a presence hey if you don't stop something bad's really going to happen i'm telling you to stop well no not necessarily unless this person is com- like if this person is coming at me and going to kill me yes pull your firearm but using the firearm just to you know, take control of a situation. You should be able to take control of a situation without ever drawing your firearm. Otherwise, you're not qualified to do the job. But the thing mm. is, you don't know that person's intentions. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's true. Like, because you don't know this person. No. Like, I think with your if you're if you don't stop and you come into arm's reach hmm. of of the officer. Yeah, that's that's different. I mean, you're that, in da- you're, that's your different. life that, yeah. is in danger. That's the person that, is go- that could physically stop you. That's different. Right. But if a person's like 15 feet back, they're walking towards you. You don't draw the weapon until it's time. You yeah. Know? But you also got to. You have to make a bubble. Like you have to make a. Per, you have to make. Like how I see it is if I. If, and I'm, I'm somebody who could handle myself. Right. And I see somebody walking at me like that. You better believe I'm going to. I'm going to bring out my. My sidearm. Because I don't want them. I don't want to get them close enough to be able to do that. To be able to even remi- put it in a realm of what if he grabs my weapon? I'm screwed. So if, if he's 15 feet away and I give him a command to stop and he keeps coming at me with no sign of anything, I don't know what his intentions are. So I immediately go to my sidearm and say, hey, look, you need to back up. I'm not even going to give him the opportunity for anything to happen. Because if I, if I, have, if I can prevent that opportunity from happening, I'm going to do it. Because that's what happens to a lot of officers. They, they think, oh, I don't know what this person's intentions are. And they do get too close and shit goes bad. Regardless of the size or the strength of that person because you got to realize some of these people that are doing this they're not all there and usually the people that are not all there they don't really have i mean you they could be small i've tried to detain somebody who was way smaller than me and he it was so hard to put him in handcuffs hard it was like three officers trying to get this guy handcuffed and i'm a big guy and this guy was smaller than you so you're not dealing with somebody who who's normal Mm. 
you know, compared to somebody who's crazy and not, not all there. It's a different, different situation. I think that if, you know, if people realize these certain things about how officers have to go about their daily job, people would understand it a little bit more and have a better idea of what's going on. I still feel like they have to, I feel like that there are, oh, what am I looking for? Like you have non-violent, you have a uh, non-lethal tools at your disposal. Right. And I feel like those should be first. Oh, like those are given I, to you I, so you I, don't have to shoot. Them. I agree. I agree. Yes, I agree that you should be able to have to try to go non-lethal routes, but there are times that you use those non-lethal routes and shit just goes sideways. Yeah. What if the first four rounds in your gun were rubber? Would that work? <laughs> Actually, uh, I don't know. I've uh, I've heard I've I've heard of an officer when we were going to the academy. A guy was on a uh, meth. Didn't know he was at, he was on school grounds, and so the officer went to go approach the gentleman, and the guy just started running at him like straight beeline towards him, and gave command, gave command, gave command, gave command, gave command, and he had a forty-five, and he put seven rounds in him before he dropped, and he was five feet in front of him when he dropped. Did he have a weapon? No, but he was running straight at him like <gasps> it was in Houston. Happened. Hmm. Years ago, we got to see like the dash cam of it. It was really cool. I mean, it wasn't really cool because someone got shot, but <laughs> but it was like something to see because he because the idea of the video was there are just some people that are on something and you don't know and he had the legal right to use his his sidearm, but it took seven shots with a forty five, a forty five that will knock your dick in the dirt regardless. And he was running at him. He was only if he used regular bullets though. He was using slugs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I select a uh, hollow point. Seven hollow points? Right in the chest. I mean, I'm all in, like, center mass. Was he Ricky O or something? I don't know. <laughs> he was a small guy. He was, it was a small white guy. Jesus. all in fucking mess. This, I well, mean, you all right. Some... Next story. <laughs> well. Uh, oddly enough, burglary suspect kept stolen brain beneath porch and used it to get high. <laughs> Uh, Brennan, you want to take the, the details on this? Yeah, I, I actually saw this. Uh, the first time I heard the story was uh, on the Instagram for Riding Easy Records, which is like a stoner rock, you know, kind of biker metal, you know, record label. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, apparently this guy had 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 a stolen brain, a stolen brain that he had named Freddy. Whoa. He named it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he was using the formaldehyde that was in the jar with the brain Sm- to, to, to make, like, yeah, to yeah. smoke his joints, you know, like, to make wet. And wow. he was smoking that. <laughs> wet will fuck I you mean, up. My, like, first of all, where does he get the brain? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a burglar, so clearly he's stolen the brain. Where right. did he steal a brain from? <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Was, was it a human brain? Was it Hitler's brain? It was a human brain. brain. <laughs> what? I don't think it was Hitler's brain. It was, Fre- <laughs> it was Freddy's brain. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's crazy. I reminds me of a movie with Steve Martin in it where he falls in love with a brain and puts it in a woman and they you know, like have a relationship. The man with two brains? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> strange. People yeah, like, are strange. People are crazy, man. <laughs> you think they could ever do a brain transplant? Uh they've done a head transplant. Did it work? As far as I know, yeah. I think they did it in Russia. <laughs> I, I know they did it with a monkey. I don't know if they did it. A guy can walk. They did it with a monkey, but they the guy- they did it with a human or I think they did, if not, they're going to. Uh, the guy can walk and stuff or whatever i don't know i don't know i thought once you severed the spinal cord it's like no go like look it up man <laughs> imagine like I'll look it up right now imagine God. your your body like rejecting a head the way that like your body rejects a piercing <laughs> what if, it would just be horrifying just pus and brain oh. flying everywhere <laughs> like you think the you think the idea of like something like 
the new RoboCop, where it's like a head and his organs and his spinal cord could actually still like, I mean, could not still, but I mean, could actually work. Not the RoboCop, like yeah. oh, being law enforcement, but like have something like that. Um, I don't know. That's that, that is interesting though. Um, Russian man to un- undergo world's first head transplant. So it uh, hasn't happened yet. Or twenty seventeen. Oh wow. Yeah. What the fuck? So the question successfully is, carried out on a monkey. So and that was this year in man. January. Can the monkey walk and shit? Cause man, it'd be nice. I want to see him <laughs> <laughs> to like <laughs> like. Technically, just, you can live forever. Just so you, you don't that, have to right? do sit-ups? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. I guess. Like, you can just constantly keep transplanting your head to, like, different bodies and shit. Yeah. Or onto monkeys. That's what I want to know. Is like, when are they going to put a human head onto a monkey's body? That's do like that's when we really genetics. start making progress. You think you think our, think our government has actually done, like, cross-genetics? They I try to make stronger soldiers and shit? I don't know. That would be cool, though. <laughs> The monkey was only kept alive for 20 hours after the procedure for ethical reasons. So uh, what are they going to do with the guy? God, ima- <laughs> imagine the fucking pain that you would have to go through. Because you can't isolate just everything below your neck plus your neck. What 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 if they just yeah, had it like pain. Pain. If you can remove a head and put it on another body, I'm pretty sure you can do that. No, I'm talking about the pain. I mean, you'd have to be put into a coma or something. Probably for a long time until you heal. Yeah crazy did they ever figure out what makes us age that'd be mm. so awesome if we could live forever not age stoner talk alert stoner <laughs> talk alert hey man i think i think it's just regular cellular degeneration yeah. i don't know next story uh <laughs> there was a military coup in turkey yesterday yeah what the fuck i don't know but it's going on i saw some uh footage on twitter the other day on from rt's feed no it's from wikileaks's feed and there was a military hire like helicopter firing into the turkish intelligence building what yeah there was just a helicopter shooting into like i think it's called mit what yeah like they had you know several government offices like under siege and yeah it was pretty there were tanks rolling through the streets like running cabs over was it a a turkey helicopter yeah it was a, it was a turkish oh, military okay. helicopter it was attacking the turkish intelligence wow and only 280 people got killed yeah which i mean have they did they like completely stop it at this point or i think so yeah yeah uh i, I can't pronounce his name erdogan i don't know he has arrested six thousand people so far oh my god i guess that's all military yeah 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 I, I did see some soldiers had been detained in uh at one of the buildings but i didn't know that whether or not it had been what are they gonna do with that many prisoners are they gonna execute them or what i I don't know i think it's really interesting uh i can only imagine because there was a there's an air force installation in turkey Mm -hmm. like an in it yeah that's that's nato's uh biggest ally in that region right yeah like that that's that's like kind of a lot of operations for you know the middle east are based out of there right and i can only imagine like what like those like american service members were thinking like right that moment uh they're probably shitting their pants yeah i mean i mean because that's a, that's a major destabilization whenever the military turns against the government. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine if the United States military, like with all the money and all the firepower and everything that they've invested into it, just flipped their shit one day. Well, that was a big concern in ancient Rome. Yeah. Was to make sure that all the armies were not in Rome. Yeah. It was like a very politically dangerous situation if if an army ever marched through Rome. Yeah. Even if they were Roman, you know, because mm-hmm. that's that's like a big yeah chant. It's a big risk. 
Well, here's the thing, though. Is like, there's an Air Force base in Virginia, like, with, like, that houses, like, the F-16s. Yeah. Like, if there was a military coup and the Air Force just suddenly decided to start shooting missiles into the White House, wouldn't take anything. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> it would take you, nothing. Don't give those flyboys any ideas. But it's just, it's completely insane. Like, you know, we invest all this money and all, like, and firepower into this one entity that could just, you know, quietly flip. And then one day just start flying missions against all the people that paid for it. <laughs> yeah. It would take nothing. Wow. That's nuts. Yeah. I'm sure uh, McCain would be tucked away in some bunker somewhere. Leading it? Uh, <laughs> Chaney would fucking... He would come out in probably his, be in his Chaney mech. Oh, God. <laughs> With his uh, Iron Man heart. Yeah. Oh, God, I cannot wait till that guy dies. <laughs> That's all I got for the news. Seriously, I cannot wait till Dick Chaney dies. <laughs> all right. You and about three, three billion other people. Uh, do we have any friend questions? I believe so. Let's find out. Okay, we're going to forego friend questions this week and uh, insert Rodriguez questions. Uh, (laughs) Shit, I forgot to turn your mic up. Have you been talking this whole time? No. Uh, Okay. Oh, you you just dropped a deuce, I forgot. Hey, man. Uh, Hey, somebody's got to go. On blast. Literally. What happened to friend questions? Um, this is called Rodriguez questions because all that asked questions were Michael and Lori Rodriguez. Uh, Mike Rodriguez asks, describe your perfect pizza. Mm. My perfect pizza would be the pizza in front of me. Hey-o. Uh, I don't know. That's tough. I, I, I just like a good pizza, man. It doesn't, it doesn't take much to please me, man. It uh, really doesn't. My perfect pizza. Chicken, deep dish with chicken. Green bell peppers, red bell peppers, and onions. Extra cheese. No spinach? Yeah. Yeah, spinach. <laughs> Put some spinach on it. That's what Ooh. you want on your pizza. Uh, Chin- spinach. No, I ever had chicken. spinach on your pizza? Yeah. yeah, yeah Ooh, yeah. man, that's some good shit. Yeah, I like it. Like, But I like deep dish pizza. I don't White like sauce that. or red sauce? Red sauce. Red sauce? Yeah. You freak. Get out of my house. I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. I don't have a favorite pizza. I do enjoy a star pizza. Yeah, I was just about I to say that. The star pizza is pretty great. what's on it. Actually, I had... Uh, Probably the last really good pizza I had was from Star Pizza, and it was just it was just it was pretty simple. It's grilled chicken, spinach, goat cheese, uh, mm-hmm. feta. Yeah, feta and ham and bacon. Damn, that sounds good. Oh yeah. There you go, Mike. Uh, he also asks, how do you feel about the governments being able to turn off cell networks and the internet during times of political upheaval? I'm not okay with the That's government. That's a big having question. Most power. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I don't trust anyone having like anyone that has their finger on the button for anything. They they immediately are not trusted in my book. No. Um, if if that happens, it's too late anyway. Like, yeah, the wrong person had the power. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you gonna do at that point? Mm, have a coup. Get on my dirt bike. Coup? Get a machete and a leather jacket and <laughs> start circling the refineries in Pasadena. Oh my god! <laughs> Why? <laughs> because. Yeah. That means that everything's just falling apart, and if you get there first, that means you get to take control of whatever thing it is you're cir- circling. <laughs> yeah, but the refineries are going to blow up once everybody's not there to work at them. <laughs> not necessarily. My house is going to turn to dust. I'm pretty sure I could cobble together a crack team of people to run the refineries. <laughs> really? Just yeah. to make gas or what? Yeah. And sell it. I mean, sell how, it all on your can own? you think of a better way to run Barter Town? <laughs> Good point. There you go. Uh, you got this one? Uh... No, I don't. All right. Lori Rodriguez asks, <laughs> do you ever wish you were a lesbian? 
technically I am a lesbian because, you know, I like women. No, nah, you have to be a woman that likes women. Yeah. To be a I lesbian. I, I'm not really sure, yeah, what, you're, part, huh? what you're getting at because, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't really see the benefit, of how it would benefit to me specifically to be a lesbian. Uh-huh. You know? Because, I mean, I'm a straight white dude. The world's pretty good for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I, can't, I really have no right to complain or wish that I'm anything else as far as, like, you know, gender or sexuality or, you know, race or anything. Because, I mean, it's, at least in America, that's working out pretty well for me. I agree. I second that. It's true. Yeah. Uh, so, no, no. Lori. The, no. the answer is no. But, but what the question is. What speaks in my mind is why would she ask that with two guys <laughs> fucking running a fucking podcast? It's uh, like, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, she also asks, are employee snacks subsidized? The coffee's free. That's why I keep coming back. I, the coffee I is not coffee. free. I pay for that <laughs> shit. <laughs> They're not subsidized for me. God damn it! I drink a lot. So buy a t-shirt. <laughs> we go through a lot of coffee. Yeah, but. <laughs> Uh yeah, go buy a T-shirt. GabrielDieter.threadless.com. You know, for some reason, like the coffee at my job sucks. Even though I still drink a lot of it. But I, if I go to if I go to McDonald's and drink their coffee, whoa, so good. I don't know what it is about McDonald's, like straight black coffee. Hmm. It actually isn't bad. Yeah. Yeah. For being McDonald's <laughs> and the shitty food that they have, the one thing I can honestly say is their straight black coffee is good. Yeah, like as like horrible like against McDonald's as I you know have tried to live my life, I will eat a McDonald's breakfast, no problem. <laughs> I'm still, I just have no ethical problems with that whatsoever. <laughs> like, I, I have no problem with just shoving, like, five McGriddles in my base. Damn. <laughs> McGriddles are good. God. Not literally, come on. Damn. Uh, it's like the worst thing you could eat, but God, it's good. The, wor- the worst thing you could eat is Jack in a Box tacos. <laughs> uh, breakfast at the Dieter household uh, consists of... Uh, Ketogenic diet. Chorizo tacos, chorizo and egg. Oh man, that's not ketogenic, of... man. You're yes, not keto. Yes, it is. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. The uh, chorizo's just vinegar, uh, pork, and spices. I've been on this like sausage like crave. So like every morning, I'll cut a, I cut a, I cut a sausage in half and chop it up, and I'll throw it in a, the pan, and I'll fucking cook it, and then I'll get eggs. I get three eggs every morning, crack it, pour it in there, and put it all together. Best breakfast ever. I wasn't following you. Uh, I think. Let's go with some tinfoil tires. <laughs> Gosh, man. Y'all are fun. UFOs! See a ghost! Crazy unexplained shit! It's just a tinfoil tirade! Okay, so this tinfoil tirade is. It's not going to be as in-depth, maybe, but there's a conspiracy saying that the attack in Nice was fake because there was no blood on the truck. The meme that I saw was somebody ran, somebody hit a deer. There's blood all over the fucking truck that hit it. There's There was a picture of somebody that hit a person. There was blood, like, all over the side of the, the truck. And then they showed a picture of the truck that went through that crowd and there was no blood at all okay but really tears i can't believe that shit because i saw like some of the gruesome body shit and it was that shit was not fake well like i've seen people hit deer before i've been in cars where people have hit deer in the blood right 
So, I mean, you can't, that's, that, that is like complete, like, you know, but, circumstantial evidence. It's, it's right. Even, but it also, like, it also depends on, like, how fast the vehicle is moving. Right. Like, how fast the animal was moving. Like, there's a lot of, like, things that come into, like, ballistic, you know, stuff, like, I'm sorry, like, point of impact and stuff like that, you know? Because, like, if somebody's running away from a vehicle, I mean, and even though the vehicle's doing, like, 40 or 40, 40 or 50 miles an hour, it may hit the person, but, like, it may not. Yeah, like, the, different, the different rates of speed are going like, to, Right, it's going to, like, level decrease out. The yeah. Impact, yeah. Sorry. So, it's bullshit. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I'm agreeing. It, it's, a lot, it's a lot easier to make a meme than it is to do research and think about things. Yeah, like I, I wasn't buying it. Yeah. Um, thank you to Mike Todd for posting that meme on my Facebook page. <laughs> God damn you, Mike. Uh, Mike Todd's going to come in soon. Cool. Um, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Last time was a drunken party. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's, he, he talks good conspiracy, so yeah. maybe, maybe we'll do some of that. Um, Brennan, you got our social media? Yeah, we are at Revenge of the World on Instagram, uh, at ROTW Podcast on Twitter. Um, got a Facebook page. We got revengeoftheworld.com. That's our website. Uh, Gabe is selling the t-shirts through his Threadless account. GabrielDeter.Threadless.com And that's all I can think of off the top of my head. Awesome, dude. Uh, Tom, you want to put anything out there? Awesome. Hmm? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Dieter uh, TKD. Yeah. On Twitter. Twitter, Facebook, the whole whole fucking nine. All right, dudes. Um, please visit our website. We're doing new shit now, right now. Selling sex toys. Uh, wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> we are selling t-shirts, and we're making some minor adjustments to our the way we do stuff. So if you want any merch, get at us through there. Revengeoftheworld.com. And thanks, as always, to LoneStarButtons.com. And if you want a custom pin-on button, you can get in touch with them at info at LoneStarButtons.com. Or you can call Adam Stimby Jones at 281-798-1996. Uh, look for Gorag next episode, back from his exciting vacation. Um, anything else, guys? No. Nope. Gently go fuck yourselves. 